Well, welcome back to Thinking About It. Uh, my usual partner in crime here is uh, Dr. David Barker, uh, who is not able to be here, but he recommended a friend, uh, someone whom I have known for a bit, uh, but uh, David Robinson, Pastor David Robinson, Pastor's Grace Bible Church at, or what is it, Grace what did you yep, say, David? Grace Bible Church, Grace Cambridge. In Cambridge. Yep. And uh, da- uh, David is also a gifted counselor uh, and teaches courses at Heritage. And so welcome to our podcast, David. Thank you for having me. Uh, and David. Uh, I'm not sure if this is your first uh, podcast in 2023, but wishing you a blessed new year. Well, it feels like it. This will probably be posted later on in the in the year, oh, but uh, no. uh, but it's a uh, yeah. Pro- I misunderstood the assignment. It's appropriate. So, David, you are um, a real asset to the uh, pastoral community because, uh, for whatever reason, God has called you and gifted you to um, be a good, effective biblical counselor. And I know from my own pastoral experience, I'm. I'm 40, 45 years in ministry, counseling can just burn you out. I, uh, I don't, I don't love it. It's sometimes, uh, it just, you spend hours and hours with people and nothing seems to work. And I'm just, uh, wondering how, uh, you as a pastor, I know you're a professor in counseling and heritage, but in terms of your pastoral responsibilities, what, what, how, how do you do your counseling, and what what approach do you take with counseling in the local church? Mm-hmm. I think that's a really important place to start because when we talk about biblical counseling, there can be a lot of fears and a lot of misunderstanding, and I think one of those that comes to the top is I don't know where I'd find the time and so we're sometimes guilted into it or I'm afraid that I will just as you mentioned burn myself out and I think uh, both of those are very legitimate um, concerns for a pastor Mm -hmm. so for me the beginning place is why do I do biblical counseling because if we're just told to do biblical counseling and there is uh, no foundation or no theology to biblical counseling, uh, then I think we will, um, we will be very hesitant uh, to, to enter that world. Um, for example, uh, as uh, we know in terms of some of the theology, um, it's very much like preaching. Uh, we just seek to be servants of God and trust God's word to go forward. Um, and if we look at biblical care, uh, the complexity of people's lives, the questions, the brokenness, um, the hurt, the tears, mm-hmm. uh, the sometimes the rebellion, uh, the hard-heartedness, whatever it might be, if we don't have solid theology and uh, a grasp of God's word, our calling, God's work, um, then I think we will burn out because we'll more often than not feel like failures. I think the same thing can happen, you know, in the pulpit where you're like, oh, Lord, (laughs) 
what, what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, and we can, you know, yeah. have a depressed Monday. So and what, I think the same thing can happen in, in the counseling room. So what would you say is the difference between discipleship and uh, biblical counseling? Is there much of a difference? I, I'm not sure how much of a difference there is. Uh, sometimes biblical counseling is maybe seen as a more formal event. So somebody comes and uh, expresses a certain concern. My marriage is broken, or I'm struggling with this, or I'm overwhelmed with anxiety. And so it can be more specific. My understanding of discipleship is, um, and again, I guess discipleship could be in a sense similar, but um, the growth of Christian maturity um, mm-hmm. and how to, how to care for someone over maybe more uh, a lengthier period of time. Do you remember uh, years ago when you, you would hear some of the old timers say, um, I do all my counseling from the pulpit? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think of that? I think the, I think biblical counseling, which in, in many ways is just faithfully shepherding God's people uh, and having that, as part of our job description as pastors, influences the pulpit. Uh, in other words, I think, um, for example, if in seminary we're taught to read books, and I absolutely, uh, a lot of preparation is reading books, but my understanding of the pulpit is we also want to be able to read people, to know people. Um, and so when you go out on a visit, it's as profitable as reading a book because we have understood someone's story. We have entered into their pain or their brokenness or their joy. And that influences us in the pulpit. So I would say that a tremendous amount of uh, counseling can be done from the pulpit, but um, a tremendous amount of counseling can be done one-on-one. And at the heart of a pastor is to be among his people just as a shepherd is among the sheep. So in in the one-on-ones, my understanding from what you've just said is that uh, a, a counselor has to exegete a person. They have to know the person. Um, this is where this person has gone wrong or left the path of righteousness. Uh, so I guess that takes some diagnosis. Do you, what, are, are there skills that a pastor yeah. can learn how to diagnose someone that we might get from the secular world that can help us kind of understand the inner workings of a person's mind and soul? Yeah, I think, I mean, there's lots, there's so much material out there, even in the biblical counseling world. Um, And maybe I'll just share a personal experience. When I entered the ministry over 27 years ago, I just, people would, and I was relatively young, but people would come to me and I wasn't ready to to be with people. I wasn't. I, I didn't know what to do. So I began a journey in the world of biblical counseling. And one of the books that impacted me uh, quite a bit was Instruments in a Redeemer's Hand by Tripp. And it, the simplicity of it, and yet uh, the profoundness of it, um, I think, is what impacted me. So when somebody comes to you. We think uh, we have to solve the issue. 
and or we have to speak because that's what we're trained to do as pastors. We're, we're trained to speak, trained to answer questions. Uh, but interestingly, instrument uh, begins with uh, loving a person and then listening and then speaking and then doing. And uh, the book goes through that. And what's interesting about that is, uh, and it's what you, you mentioned in this question, when somebody comes, I, I just want them to know that they can say anything, uh, that they will be loved in the name of Jesus, and uh, I want to hear their story. So someone walks in and says, I'm, I'm, you know, my marriage is going through a difficult time, and we can begin to think, well, there's sin, or they just need some theology. But we don't know what that word difficulty means. What is difficult about their marriage? And so how do we spend time loving the person, assuring the person that their story, uh, we want to hear their story and it's a safe place to tell their story. And also that we hear, we listen well. And I think that is a large part of uh, biblical counseling that we can often miss out on loving and listening. And so early on, it, yeah, early on, it just, that, that helped orientate me. I, I was so fearful if someone was going to come and talk to me because I didn't know what to do. And uh, the book, uh, you know, set my heart at rest I, to say, okay, the first thing that I just need to do is love the person and, and know the person's story. Okay, and when you're listening to their story, are you, mm-hmm. are you asking God to give you insight as to um, where you might focus going forward after they finish their story? And then you just kind of work on, on those areas and apply uh, truth to that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the, the, a lot of listening. And while listening, you're trying to ask some good questions. Um, you're trying to get to know their story. Uh, and then, you know, like, like we know, the, the Word of God is so practical. Um, and, and I know that there's areas where you hand it over um, or you work in conjunction with uh, those in, um, you know, licensed psychologists or psychotherapy or whatever it might be. And I, I never diminish that. Uh, but there is a lot that's offered in the Word of God that is incredibly practical. And so um, flowing out of the heart, uh, our hearts uh, were challenged. Um, to to listen to the word of God and then, but and, but then it's as you know it's not as simple as you know do the word of God because so often people are discouraged or they tried that or and then the other difficulty that sometimes comes along with biblical counseling is um, you will people will say well biblical counseling has to deal with sin um, only about sin so what biblical counseling often can be viewed as is if I'm going to love the person and listen to the person then Somehow I'm listening for sin, um, some sort of rebellion in their heart. But that's a, that's just a, I, I would say that's a shallow, misinformed view of biblical counseling because as we know in the Word of God, people do struggle with sin, but people also suffer. Uh, people um, have been sinned against or people um, just don't know the Word of God and it's not outright rebellion. It's just a teaching moment um, to say this is, you know, this is painful and, and this is why. So there's a there's a complexity of reasons as to uh, what you're listening for when a person is uh, coming to speak. And um, it's the same thing in the pulpit. We don't just 
Mm-hmm. Talk about people's sin. We talk about their suffering, how they've been sinned against, all those issues. Now, aren't, aren't you afraid that uh, when, when people know that their pastor is an excellent counselor, uh, aren't you afraid that you'll just be overwhelmed? And, like, how do you handle the demand once people know that uh, that's an area of your gifting? Yeah, I and, and just to, I mean, biblical counseling is, it's, it's, I, I still wrestle with it in the sense where, um, like in all these things, you, there's an inadequacy to it. Um, and so I, I think part of it is, you know, it's, it's a humbling place to be. Uh, and so it's a trust that the Lord will work in, in weakness, um, which, which I think is just really a view of the Christian life. Yeah, but you only have so many think, hours. Like, like it, you've it, got work to exactly. do. Do you do you hand yeah. people off? Do you have a team? Do you have lay people? Uh, do you send them to heritage? Like, uh, how do you yeah. handle the volume? Yeah, I and 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 again, that's you know, the, the, I don't think there's an, an easy answer to that. But um, uh, part of biblical counseling is also uh, entrusting. Um, the problems and the difficulties that people go through to the church. So biblical counseling isn't just a pastor's role. Right. Um, it becomes the church's role. And I think that becomes very difficult because for a generation or so in North America, at least in Canada, mm-hmm. um, pastoral care and church care has been removed from the church. And we're so afraid to say anything Um because we might say the wrong thing and we so entrust it to um, others outside the church. And I'm not saying there's, I'm not criticizing that. Um, I'm just saying that the church seems to have lost its voice. So part of um, how I handle some of this is uh, we try in our small groups for that to be frontline. And I I think a lot can be done in small groups. And then if it becomes more serious, then we uh, seek to move it up. Um, or move it to, to different areas where somebody might be gifted more in that area uh, to deal with that specific issue. Okay. Would you would you but, counsel someone who uh, doesn't come to church, just uh, someone from the community who just wants uh, free counseling? Uh, would you, would you yeah. say I'll do it under these circumstances, or would would you not? I will do it sometimes, but my primary calling would be to the local church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And believing that the and, church and, is part of your counseling yeah. therapy. I mean, that's how I look at it. Uh, the church Absolutely. does a huge part. Yeah. Just being in the Lord's house on the Lord's day with his people is sometimes very therapeutic. Uh, David, you're not going to believe yeah. this, but our 15 yeah. minutes is up. I knew this would happen. Perfect. We just got yep. started. But I want to thank you for uh, helping us out. And David said that we might uh, squeeze a couple of sessions out of you in the days to come. Would you be up for another call one day? Yeah, that would be great. And uh, I, I'm just thankful that the church is talking about biblical care. Um, that excites me. And for for you and uh, Dave to, to have this conversation, thank you very much. Well, that's all the time we have. Thank you for listening to us. Until next time, I'm Bob McGregor with David Robinson. See you next time. Thanks for listening.